Welcome back to the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. I'm here joined with the co-host, Erin, my number two minion. Hello, 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 everyone. And uh, I guess we can go straight into it. So last week we spoke about the impending world war <laughs> mm. with Russia. Yeah, a lot was said about the politics of Ukraine and, you know, does Russia have a point? Do they have a reason why they're invading? What is their reasoning? And uh, I guess over the weekend, uh, a lot has developed over last week. And I guess yeah, some of the information that we received. So I believe Russia met with um, the French prime minister during that time. Yeah. Obviously to have a chat. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but... Fucking hilarious, <laughs> by the way. Hilarious. Putin was sat on one side of the table and the table was like 10 meters long. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, yeah, and- 100%. Bro, they were scared of assassination straight up. <laughs> yeah, basically, I think what they kind of said was the reasoning behind that huge table between them was that Macron didn't want to give his DNA for a PCR test to the Russians. Mm. And so they were like, fine, you can't be within, you know, two meters. And they just kind of went overboard with the distance in between uh, between them in the table. Uh, it's interesting, Steve, because I didn't know much about the topic, but I just applied common sense last week when we were discussing this and Pretty much everything I said Putin would say, he he said. And Mm. I kind of appreciate how kind of he just straight up said it as it was. He said that for six hours, Macron was basically chatting shit. Um, (laughs) I mean, long story short, that's basically what he said. He said, yeah, you know, the president came over here and he's, you know, he's talking to me and doing all this. But really, it's just six hours of smoke. If if really, it's just air if, if he's not actually going to tell nato to fuck off basically is what he kind mm. of and you know we said that putin would basically turn around and say well i got that thing on me so if you want to try it with me then you can and in you know no way mincing his words he basically said we are a you know we are a superpower and we are you know one of the nuclear you know we've got more nuclear weapons than anyone really so mm. if you want to come for us then cool you know are you willing to die over russia which was our moniker last week, and he he just reiterated that in his in his speech, mm-hmm. which he gave with Macron standing by his side, looking kind of awkward. But surely, like he knows, no one's going to back down. Do you know what I mean? You know when he says this, do you think he actually means it? Like I will use that thing. I think what's happening right now is a massive backfire on behalf of the United States. Mm. So, you know, we talk about Russia invading Ukraine, but really, uh, Russia keeps saying we are not invading Ukraine. This is not an invasion. Yeah, so like we aren't doing this as like an act of war. We just want to have this buffer zone between us and the other NATO nations. Um, mm. But the Americans and the American press and the Western media generally is classing this as an invasion, as an act of war. Mm. Now, I think basically what the Americans were kind of hoping would happen would be that Russia wouldn't, you know, go into a full blown invasion into the Ukraine, Ukraine. And then the Americans would say, well, see, look, we frightened him and he didn't do it. Mm. But, you know, Putin's from the beginning been saying, look, I'm not trying to invade it anyway, which, you know, again, you, I'm not saying you should trust what the Russians are saying or what the Americans are saying. But I think what's kind of happened is now the Russians are basically in a position where they're saying, well, actually, we're going to go into the Ukraine. And if you try to stop us, we'll blow you off the face of the earth. Mm. And so now you've got like this weird stalemate where no one's really picking up points, because at this point, if yeah, America yeah. backs down, they look weak. And if Russia backs down, they look weak. Mm. So they've they, they've brought into a no-win situation 
which is kind of what Putin said. He said, like, no one wins if you try to stop us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because again, I've got that thang on me. So, you know, I'm I'm willing to press this red button. Do you feel me? So he's basically saying, like, you know, if you want it, come get it. Yeah, but I, I don't know, but Russia doesn't win either. Like no one wins. It's a no no one wins, bro. Yeah. So what? War for nothing, yeah? I like that. <laughs> bro, that, I mean, that's the entire history of humanity. War for nothing. That's literally Lead for garbage. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous because when you think about it, you know maybe two months three months ago no one was really you know thinking there would be another world war anytime soon and now we're literally on the brink really because if these Mm. two keep butting heads you know just off of the back of kind of an ego war we're going to end up with an actual real life world war you know what it is Aaron? they're making such calculated decisions that aren't leading to war but the moment one of them slips up and makes a wrong decision like it's it's just a domino effect yeah yeah Yeah, this is a chess game it's not you know it's International politics, although it's been played by absolute morons like Trump and Biden, especially uh, the American side has been very weak, in my opinion, like in terms of the presidency for the past two um, for the past two presidents has been quite terrible. Mm. Um, although they deserve to be playing checkers, unfortunately, this is a game of chess. And mm. I don't know if the right people are in charge to, you know, circumnavigate this, this very, mm-hmm. you know, you know, on eggshells situation, like someone who really knows what they're doing needs to kind of, mm. you know, navigate this situation because as it stands at the moment, you know, as we mentioned, it's no one's going to win. It's a bit of a stalemate. It's a matter of who does what next. Now it's exactly. kind of worrying that both, I think, I think Americans did this as well, but I know for sure the Germans told their people that are in Ukraine leave. Everyone done it. The Japanese have pulled out. The Americans right, have everyone's pulled. done it, right? Yeah. yeah so All of the embassies are gone. Mm. Well, what's that worse? Not a good sign. I mean, I've, I've been following because uh, I mean, you know, I work in an aircraft industry, etc. I've been following something called Flight Radar, which shows you all the aircrafts that are about, mm. and a lot of the military aircrafts have landed in the UK from America. So they have an aircraft called um, the B twenty two bomber. And, and this aircraft, by the way, is capable of holding a nuclear weapon and dropping it. Um, that's what it was designed for. It, it landed in near Cambridge recently. Obviously, that's like a staging point. So, bro, I don't know. It's a bit mad, isn't it? We sent, I think the UK sent 300 troops to, to Poland because um, Poland is a big uh, frontier between Russia and the West. Mm. Um I don't know. I, no one will win this. I'm hoping that they just keep barking at each other, but like slowly the volume of the bark decreases until no one cares anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, um, right now, like I say, it's an ego thing, isn't it? I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. whoever steps down looks weak. Mm-hmm. And in terms of international politics, that's a big deal. But you know what people forget about? What about the Ukrainian people? Like, we, we, do you know what I mean? Imagine you're living there. Like, How would you feel? What, what can you even do at that moment? You know, like we said last episode, it's it's very, very unfortunate that Mm. they are in the situation that they are. And it's just literally because of the geography of the country, like where it stands in between Russia and Europe, that they are in this situation. And I, you know, I do really feel for for the Ukrainians, because as you said, it is a difficult situation to be in. But, you know, right now it's it's you know do you let russia do what it wants to do which again we don't know really what the people in ukraine want but like do you kind of just let russia do what they want because you know the other possibility is nuclear armageddon Mm. 
or do you or do you say no you know this is we've got to take a stand and go down swinging where again the outcome is nuclear armageddon all right let, let me ask you Aaron. if you were the prime minister or the president of the u.s what would your decision be like how would you approach this yeah my decision would today. be to downplay what is happening with russia and ukraine at the moment Mm. Say that the Russians are simply setting up a, a safeguard zone for themselves. They have every right to try and defend themselves. Not a problem. I just tell all my media outlets to downplay what's going on. I would increase the influx of news about Kanye West having a breakdown mm. just to keep mm-hmm. the general population kind of in check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, start pointing out the minorities. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start putting, you know, start putting these crazy rich people into the media more than anything. Try to kind of distract from what's going on in Russia. And slowly kind of implement, you know, a variety of sanctions with the help of the uh, EU and NATO against mm, Russia, just so that Russia doesn't feel like they could just do whatever they want. That's kind of the angle that I will take with it. Escalating this and bringing it more into the public consciousness is not going to help. Mm. Like you said, the only way to kind of get out of this without a world war would be to basically allow the two sides to bark until the bark, you know, decreases in volume. People just mm-hmm. forget about it. So if I'm if I'm if I'm the Americans, I'm definitely doing my utmost to try and downplay this as much as possible until it just goes away. Would you consider let let's say the Russians come up to you and say, "Hey, you know what? Why don't we have an East-West Germany situation, but we do that with Ukraine? We split mm-hmm. it down the middle." Would you take it? No. Let me mm. tell you why. It's all about, like I said, it's all about show. It's all about you know how it appears. If you turn around and you accept that deal with the Russians, I feel that you'll look weak. 100. So I think what, what really you should do is let the Russians take it, but don't actually acknowledge that they've taken it. So it's still Ukraine. Oh, yeah, there's just a couple of Russian soldiers there. Like you don't allow them to say, oh, that's that's a part of Russia. Or well, what if they do? If they invade, they're definitely going to say this is Russia. Well, see that, but, okay, but then at that point, that's when you tell Putin, okay, now you're taking it too far. Like, I'm willing to let you keep your soldiers there without intervening, but now you're taking it too far. And remember, if you got that thing, <laughs> I've got mm-hmm. that thing too. So but then he's going to go, tell you, go on, do something then. But, but you're then, actually going to swing. Yeah, but at that point, then you know what ends up happening? Again, it's a stalemate. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I'm going to do it. You're saying, I'm going to do it. But neither one of you will do it. And it will just stay as it is, which it still would be a win, in my opinion. But Russia already took the area. So basically, Russia took it. You said, oh, don't do it. No, like, no, but what, what you're saying is, what you're saying is, fine, you can have the area, but you mm. can't say that that is part of Russia. All right, but if they're saying, yeah, this is Russia, well, are you then at that, well, at that point, boy, yeah, gloves I mean, are off. Your, your only option is to swing because if you yeah, don't, yeah. then Russia tomorrow can say, well, I'm taking the whole of Ukraine. What are you going to mm. do about it? Then I'm taking the whole of Belarus. What are you going to do about it? Then I'm taking the whole of, I don't know, Bulgaria, Turkey, all of it. I'm taking all of it. What are you going to do? Mm-mm. So you know, you know it's that interesting. can also happen as well, and I think Putin's smart enough to know he can't push it that much. Do you know what I mean? I d- I don't think Putin is a is man of his words. You know, he's saying, "Oh yeah, you know, we got the thing." Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that guy. Because do you remember when the that Russian aircraft flew over Turkey and they shot it down? Yeah, bro, Turkey's uh, no no offense to Turkey, but compared to the US, do you know what I mean? There's there's nothing. Oh, of course, no, it's not comparable at all. And they have disputes already over that. Uh, I think it's the Black Sea, isn't it? With yeah, the, the oil Black Sea and region, they found oil. By the way, shout out Turkey, mm. yeah, because in 20 years' time, there's going to be a lot of regime changes and random uh, Americans are going to start talking about how we need to bring democracy to Turkey because that oil... Mm, it's that crazy, is, bro. 
They this think is it's a, a good thing. They episode. think it's a good thing they found oil. Okay, mm. okay, I'll mm. see you in 20 years' time. What? Yeah, freedom? Yeah, freedom? What, you want freedom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a game changer. You're right. But they, they already have, like, let's say, the back and forth relationship between Russia and Turkey. If Russia wasn't willing to do anything after they shot down their plane and like, just admitted it, it was like, yeah, we just shot you down. Like, I don't mm. think they're going to do anything in this scenario. And if I was if I was the US, I'd go to the table and say, hey, let's agree that Ukraine is neutral. Like, none of us interfere. And we set, like, clear boundaries. If one of us uh, breaks any of the rules, then go for it, invade, and we'll go for war. Geneva Convention type things, yeah? Mm, one of those ones. I feel like, I feel like, you know how we were talking about proxy wars? Mm. And we actually, you know, again, we, weirdly enough, we get a lot of things accurate on this podcast. Brother, we're smart. This is why smart. I'm not even going to lie. I might actually be smart, you know. I don't even know about it, but mm. we might actually be, have beyond to something because we talked about this before and we said that the proxy wars were eventually going to move, you know, locations from the Middle East to other countries. Mm-hmm. Because what, what you have in the Middle East at the moment is Russia sends in their guys, America sends in their guys, but not under the guise of the Russian army or the American army. They just fund exactly. different groups to see who controls the region. Now, that proxy war, even if you did agree that, okay, we aren't going to meddle in Russia, you know, on paper, I feel what's going to end up happening is there's going to be a constant battle going on within Ukraine where different political groups are getting funded by either the Russians or the Americans to take control of that region. Yeah, yeah. And that could eventually spill into the neighboring countries as well. Where it's not an outright war where it's Russia vs. America, but they're, they're going to meddle in it in the same way that they're done with the Middle East. That's how the Crimea thing happened, though. Remember what I told you? Like, the government yeah. was basically America. Let's say the government is yeah. American. Yeah, that, that's basically the... what's going to happen for the next yeah. 20 years. In the same way that, like, there was Saddam. Saddam left. That mm. didn't suddenly mean that the region was stable again, right? Mm-mm. So, like, you know, the state, the this region as a whole, I think, is going to become very unstable where neighboring countries are also going to be pulled into this conflict. Do you know what it is though, Erin? You see, if let's say, God forbid, this happens, do you know everyone's going to make a move? China's going to move on to Taiwan. Like everyone's, you know, one wants, it's like um, transfer window ending. You know, everyone's waiting for that one player to get transferred and then everyone's transferring all the other players. Bro, like, China's palms are itching. They want to go for Taiwan. You know what I mean? Mm. Bro, John, I, by the way, on this podcast, we, we, you know, we've said Taiwan now. Uh, we aren't John Cena. Don't you don't expect us to come out next episode and be like, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. But yeah, like basically, I feel like you're right. If if something was like if somebody was to you know pull the trigger on this, so to speak, everyone is doing something, like everyone's prepared something to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it will and it will definitely lead to a world war, but it's at what point do the nukes get used? That's 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 the, the issue, isn't it? Someone's gonna do it. Like the reason, you just the know, you just know. The deterrent is, you know, it's a deterrent for a reason. Mm. Like you have to be willing to use it for it to be a deterrent, right? Exactly. Yeah. So someone's um, gonna use it, like, and th- then you're fucked. What did uh, Einstein say? I think he said something like, um, "I don't know what the next war will be fought with, but the war after that will be fought with sticks," <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, look. We've had Elon Musk and these men suddenly des- have this massive desire to go and build colonies on Mars. Is this why? <laughs> I mm, mean, is there something mm. we don't know? Is there something we don't know that's going on? Like, are the Americans preparing for a world war? You know what? Bear in mind, I did mention this. Look, I did mention this. The way the capitalist and imperialistic system of America works 
is that you have a war every now and then to kind of subsidize your economy mm. because war means money. You go into so other regions, is, yeah. you go, you know, I mean, that's what that's that's how you bank the big bucks. And because of the, you know, the unique location of the US, they could fund the war in Europe while the US itself doesn't even get invaded. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I feel like missile technology has gone so far this now. This is the thing, like, now, right. obviously, technology is different. But if you think about it, First World War, and then, what, like, 30 years down the line, a, a Second World War, fine, we mm. delayed it by 30 years, but 60 years down the line, why couldn't there be another World War? You're right, you know. You know like, what? We yeah. actually deep it, like, every century, there's a couple massive wars, whether we call them world wars or not is irrelevant, but there's massive wars every 30 to 40 years. And that's part mm. of the capitalistic system you need the massive war to reset things every now and then but like usually the massive wars they pick is with like opponents they know they're going to win against do you know what i mean like small nations Steve, everyone that enters a war thinks they're going to win it man <laughs> that's the problem no nah, that's true that's true yeah because you sure saw Hitler, with afghanistan Hitler, Hitler was like i got that thing on me but then realistically he didn't do you know what I mean? mm, mm, mm. So it's, it's the same scenario now everyone thinks they're going to win the war mm. that's true that's true I don't know, and man. I'm, it's and a bit... I'm sure, like Russia feels like Billy Big Bollocks because they've got you know China on their side as well now. 100. I, I saw a statistic about their military, and apparently they've been. This is the most prepared they've ever been militarily in the then in the past like 70 years. So that they're at a peak, and they know this. Like they're very. Shall I tell you mm. Culturally as well, Europe can't go to war. No, no it's not happening, bro. Neither can America culturally because. There's not enough nationalistic pride within, you know, America and... Bro, if they said to me tomorrow, go fight a war for the UK, throw me in prison right now. There's no way I'm going. I'll chop my (laughs) leg off. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever it takes, I'm not going to fight no fucking war. You must be crazy. So it's like, and I'm not the only person that feels that way. Like, especially a lot of the youth in this country will not be willing to go to war. You see how in the Second World War, people were lowering their age? Mm. Everyone will be increasing their age, but there's no blind. way. No one's trying to go to war. Oh, I can't see. I'm blind. My leg hurts. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, sciatica, I'm legally like, blind. Yeah, yeah. All of that. There, no one's going to war, bro. I'm telling you. Mm. No, you're like, right. Culturally, you know, we're not in that place. You know what else as well? I don't know what the fitness level is like in Russia, but I feel like it's a lot better than in Europe. You know how obesity is through the roof, and again, you can't just cultural, get an obese cultural thing. I feel like the Russians are just ready for war at all times, and as you just said, like statistically speaking, they're they're ready for war. These men, yeah, have been playing banging CS:GO for like a good fifteen <laughs> years. I'm telling you, they're ready, man. They know, bro. Like the the crazy thing is, like, for example, look at the UK. Mm. We're getting fucked every day by a government, and the people are so docile. There's not been one riot. Mm. You think that you're going to get these people, drop them in the middle of the Russia in winter and think you can do anything? No. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? It's just true. not, it's not happening. Like I just culturally, I don't see, do you know I what don't is, really see the West as strong enough culturally. Yeah. Technology wise, they might have the upper hand. I think though, that's debatable, man. I don't know. I think like our professional military is very good. Professional. No, of this course is it cute. is. It yeah. is. But wars I, aren't, aren't necessarily won by the profession. It's literally, sometimes it's literally how many bodies do you have? Exactly. Buy? That's what I mean. If, the, if they ever do conscript, uh, conscript, I can never pronounce Conscription. Conscription, we're screwed. Because these men are playing Fortnite and League of Legends, yeah? Uh, smoking Stardog is mad. Like, <laughs> you're not going to win nothing. Yeah. We're finished. We're finished. Because so, a lot of wars are literally won by like how many dead bodies can you pile up before mm. your resources are have run out and you've got no many, no many, like no more children or men left to fight for you. That's literally how some like especially a modern day war with the technology we have now, 
I mean, the death toll would be in the, it's going to be uh, disastrous, Aaron. It's going to be insane. I mean, look if, at what we're talking about here. We're talking about death tolls in the billions, and you're thinking all of this is starting off because you can't play nice about Ukraine. Mm. Well, they're both they're both they're both bad. If if that makes sense, like I get where Russia's moving in, but they're moving in like hefty. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You're saying then, lower your tone a little bit. A little bit, man. Just, just, just do, do a little. You know, I me mean? a little espionage. Do what as Russia's said, doing as best. As I said before, like what's happening with Russia is what the Americans done to the Iranians. But the mm. thing is, Russia ain't Iran. Yeah. Like you can't set up camps all around the country and then be like, "Oh, we're just afraid you might attack us, so we're doing it." Like they have nuclear weapons. When you try to surround Russia, they're gonna say, "What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. And they're gonna like you know. As much as I'd like to vilify the Russians and be like, oh, you're terrible and this and that, they have a right to kind of try to defend themselves as well, right? Like, if you're looking at it as a game, yeah, and Russia is just another character in the game, then this is the correct move. Like, if I was Russia, I'd be like, yeah, no, this is my next step. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to lie. As, what's that game? What's that game that we were uh, playing before? Civ- civilization. Civilization, yeah. It's yeah. like a game of civilization. If you're, if you're literally surrounded by all four fronts, by enemies you're going to try and get at least one section of that as a buffer zone you're going to have exactly. to try and you know yeah. what i mean it's just something that you have to do so if you're looking at this in a completely unbiased way you know the move russia's making is the move that pretty much any military would make do you know what we need here we need an alien invasion i've been saying this since episode one man we need the alien invasion the human race you all unite against yeah that's it now but i think even need. then it's, it's hilarious but i think even then you'll have like those who sell out the human race to the aliens 100 percent do yeah. you know what I mean? Like the rats will abandon the ship first. Like I'm mm, telling Boris you, Johnson. Yeah, them and they're like the Eton boys. They're definitely selling us out. Mm. The Queen's already an alien, so. Well, I mean, boy, well, let's not go there. Two hours on that, to be honest, but. Mm-mm. Maybe we can move on there into some uh, some spicy football news. I don't know if you want to go into it. Yeah, man, I'll bring this up. So, um, you know, I was listening to LBC as you do at work, and. I swear to God, every single day for the past two weeks, they've been discussing, or week or so, they've been discussing this. But basically, a French centre-back who plays for West Ham, Kurt Zuma, he used to be a former Chelsea player. He was recorded on, I believe, Snapchat, basically booting his cat across the living room and then slapping the cat across the face as well. Now, obviously, as someone who loves animals, I was obviously horrified by the Mm. footage. And, you know, I felt horrible for the cat, and I I think he's a terrible human being. But kind of what we want to discuss today is the reaction to this and the reaction to other stuff that's happened. So we're going to compare them a little bit. I know you're so, right so, so just to ask, yeah, just to ask quickly, just explore this thing. So the, I remember watching the video. The first one was like he threw the cat across the room or something. Was that the yeah, first he, action? Yeah, he throws the cat across the room and then he chases then the, the cat down. He boots it. Then, then he, he boots gets someone it, to yeah. hold the cat while he gives it a massive slap. Okay, it's that quite was... horrific. Like he's abusing the animal. There's no. Uh, I can't lie. For me, I found the throat like you know when he just threw the cat. I kind of yeah. found that funny. Like I didn't think that was that deep. The moment he kicked the cat though, like when I he was when like, he nah. threw the cat, because when I was first watching the video, I, I didn't realize he it. was doing it with ill intent. I just thought he was joking around with the cat. And then yeah, the next yeah. thing I see, he's volleying it like a fucking Zidane in the Champions League final. Mm. I thought, what the fuck is going on? And then obviously no, the, he smacks the, the cat, and I was much. like, yo, what is going on? Yeah, that was crazy. But it is quite a horrific, like, you know, bit of animal abuse there. So what's happened as a result of that is, um, you know, companies have pulled their sponsorship from West Ham. Not Umbro, mm. but, you know, a couple other companies have, uh, which we'll get into a little bit afterwards. He's lost his boot deal with, I think, Adidas. 
or Nike. So he had a boot deal with them and he's lost his sponsorships. He's been fined two weeks wages, which amount to 250K, which have been given to animal rescue charities. His cat has been taken from him and he's not allowed to have any other pets going forward. And he's made a public apology, right? So kind of the reason why this has now become a point of debate, which for me at that point, I'm like, cool. Every right action has been taken, okay? Hmm. The point where this becomes a point of debate is that especially in recent times, there's been some horrific shit that's happened with regards to footballers and their actions. So the most recent one was Mason Greenwood, mm-hmm. where, you know, audio recordings uh, of him have come forward where he's basically, you know, uh, sexually crazy. assaulted his, his girl. Not sexually, bro, he was raping her. She was saying no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I it's mean, crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I, you know, even saying the word makes me uncomfortable. That's why I said sexually assaulted. Yeah, yeah it's a horrible, horrible voice note. And, He's obviously like he's guilty. I'm sorry that you know there is no justification mm. or no context that you can apply to the voice notes. It's just a terrible thing. The media has not talked about that as much as they have talked about this cat situation, mm. and they didn't talk this much about Suarez. Suarez had a lot of people defending him when he was being openly racist. Bro, when John Terry insane. was openly racist and fine for being racist, he still had a very stellar career going forward. When Hungary. Um, you know, their fans were chanting monkey chants. Uh, our players, English players, they were fined 85k as a whole footballing institution. Kurt Zuma's mm-hmm. been fined 250k. That's a crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and like, you know, when you listen to some people calling into, like, for example, as I said, LBC, they're saying, oh, we want him charged, we want him in prison, we want him to lose his job, we want him to do this, we want him to do that. And I don't necessarily disagree or agree with that, but I do think, like, why is it that in this country, racism, for example, is just seen as something that just happens and it's like, oh, move on. But something like animal abuse, which again is a horrific thing, it's just, that's given more weight though, which I don't understand. I feel like it's, surely racism is worse. A hundred percent. I don't know. Like, no, nah, but what do you mean? Maybe it's not like. Yeah, no, because I'm just trying to understand the mentality. Like, I, what, I, what I get what mean? you mean, but like, I think that's demeaning to people of color, like to say that it's not more important. Well, mean, according like, to you know ex footballer Chris Kirkland, what yeah. Zuma did is worse than racism. Yeah, I, I and I saw that one and I was disgusted. Let's be honest, no one of no no one who's been under racist attacks will ever say that you know it's it's worse what happened what Zuma has done than to what people have been suffering for like do you know I mean so many years. So like mm. let's be honest, we all know the demographic that is saying that kind of stuff. Okay, people that are yeah, it's people who aren't usually affected by um, the racial yeah. issues. Are the ones of course. Of course, bro. So, like, it's for me, it's kind of sickening. Like, there's a point where you start saying, I agree with all the sanctions when they find him. I was like, all right, calm. That's good. Took away the cat, you know, ban him from getting pets. Obviously, that's the thing to do. Uh, take away his sponsorship, whatever. But th- then there comes a point where I feel like they're chasing this guy, where they're like, oh, get rid of his job. Do you know what I mean? That's a, that's a big thing, especially when, like you said, when you look at the previous actions. No one saw nothing, bruv. Even even if you don't look at racist stuff, yeah. When um, was it uh, Maguire that went and like beat the shit out of someone on the <laughs> yeah. holiday, bro? He bro, was nothing fighting, happened. He was literally fighting police officers. He got arrested, and while he was being arrested, he said, "Oh, I'm Man United captain." And what ended up happening to him? He came back. You know, everyone was like, "Oh, yeah, Ari lad, all right, mate." This guy's gone abroad and did like completely made us look like dickheads because you know there is a stereotype of us brits going abroad and being drunkards and you know fighting people so he's disgraced the entire nation really in my opinion yeah yeah by doing what he's done and they literally sweep that under the car he didn't even lose his captaincy 
Bro, he still played for England. No, he played for England. He's the captain of Manchester United. I mean, which in and of itself is a war crime anyway. But like mm. the fact that he managed to keep his captaincy after that, you know, and there's yeah, people calling for saying, Pogba's man. head because the guy gets a new haircut every now and then because mm-hmm. he dances at his brother's wedding. You know, yeah. Obama Yang went to visit his sick mother for COVID and because he came back late, look at the way they dragged him through the mud. And then you're looking at these other players doing these horrific things and you're thinking, you know, there's a common theme here. That's what I'm saying, bro. You there's know, you know, sometimes there's certain players that aren't being treated in a certain way. And there's, and you know, when the victim of their crime is a, is a certain color or a certain gender, it doesn't seem to matter. But when, you know, it, it's like, what is the, what is the message you're sending to, a, let's say, young women to children, to, to you know, to you know minorities, bro. Like you're saying, that if, yeah. you're, if, you're, if you're black and get racially abused, for example, it's cool, whatever, just suck it up. If you're a girl and you're getting assaulted by your boyfriend, you know what I mean? Don't bait him out. But if you're, if you're you know, somebody who attacks a cat, boy, we're coming for you. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that attacking a cat is fine. You should do it. But like, at the same time, I'm saying, well, you can't really, if you're- You have to measure me it, high, man. Yeah, if you're going to give me like a hierarchy of what's bad and what's, you know, what's the worst and what's maybe not as bad, I'll definitely put fucking rape at top of that list as bad things to do and racism yeah. up there. But, you know, maybe the cat thing isn't as bad. And I feel like he's been sanctioned for the stuff that he's done. At, at what point do you go, okay, cool, that's enough? People really mm. want this guy's blood. Like, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane, man. And like, you know what it is? Sometimes you just tell yourself, at, at least me, this is what I do. I always give the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, ah, oh, man, maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Maybe it's just this one time. But like you said, the common theme just comes over and over and over and over. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like repetitive beyond belief. You could probably design like an algorithm that can predict the next one. And say what player it's gonna be just from well, behaviors when Suarez and color. Evra the N word, Adidas gave him a new. They gave him a new boot. That's crazy. Isn't this it? man has bit two or three people in his footballing career. He bit Ivanovic. He bit Chiellini. And I think when he was at Groningen, he bit someone as well. You got a guy who's going around biting people on a football stadium and calling black players the N word, and you're giving him a new boot deal as well as. Do you remember the Liverpool players? They were wearing shirts saying like justice yeah. for Suarez or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. that's how you handle a case of racism. John Terry, same thing. The guy captain England and Chelsea carried on doing it after he admitted to calling um, Anton Ferdinand the, the N-word. It's crazy. It's, it's, and it's the, what gets me is like the focus and the witch hunt they do every time. Like you said, to Pogba, like you said to, to, to him as well now. Like, you know, it's beyond... Like all of the legal and all of his financial means has been basically stripped. Let's be honest. Like these sponsorships. I mean, are he's quite losing huge. sponsorships and he's given two hundred and fifty thousand for kicking a cat. After, you, know what you, mean? you know what? Fair enough. But like, at what point do you say, like, you know what? Enough. Enough of this witch hunt. And you, like you said, you know, when that guy did the interview, man said on live TV. Can you imagine with his chest? Like he said it with his chest that this is worse than racism. He said, you know what? When I go out and abuse a player, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's oh, funny I'll get a six-month ban. What's that I think, about? <laughs> I think people just think racism is when you say a mean word. Yeah, exactly. But it's yeah. it's not really. It's like if let's say ever ever gets called the M word by Suarez, it's not just about him being called the M word and having his feelings hurt. It's the fact that he knows Suarez can say that and he can just get away with it. Mm. You know, if it was just a case of Suarez said that and then Suarez got all of these sanctions that you have imposed on, let's say, Kurt Zuma now, then you know that Suarez ain't going to say that shit again. But exactly. actually, since he said that, his career went up. 
he, he, he became a superstar after that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He got the Barca move. He got the new boots. Like nothing bad happened to his career. So it's about that. Again, we always talk about it. The precedent it sets. But it shows the priority in society exactly. nowadays. Like, what, and what when people tell me like racism doesn't exist or like really look at it, really look at it. A cat, yeah, matters more than than entire minor. Do you know what I mean? Like your being, your your just your primary being. Like to some people, basically, a, a cat what, really they, matters what more. this says to the to minorities in this country is if I was to do a hierarchy, I would put you beneath the animals. But, yeah. Basically. So, like, if someone was to abuse you, if you're, let's say, a young woman, no, no, it doesn't have to be a minority. So, we look at the Greenwood case. If you're a young woman, uh, or if you're, or if you're a minority, you fall lower on the category of things I care about than an animal. That that's that's the message it sends, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's absolutely shocking. And like, it's insane because you're the people calling like in, and I'm listening to these phone calls, and they're just talking about like, honestly, if I could give him the death penalty, I would. I'm like. First of all, you know, how much punishment is enough? Mm. Like, let's relax a little bit, you know, fucking calm down. And secondly, it's like, you know, where is this energy for, let's say, the, yeah. the you know, like the Hungarian uh, FA? Why were they well, only charged 85K when Zuma, by the way, Zuma was charged his two-week wages by his club. It wasn't like an FA thing that was done. Look, let's not even go that far, like, what, what, where was your energy when Saka was getting abused because he played well in the, in the Euros? Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, they yeah. lost the pen. Where was that energy? Bro, you, like you, it's, it's insane. Like no, no one could defend their own country's player for taking him to the final. Yeah? People were struggling with it. Defending. But, but as soon as this comes, bang, you're on the bandwagon. Kill him. Uh, death penalty and whatever. You hear like major pundits saying that, oh, this is like... Do you know what I mean? Like, I saw someone say, oh, I'll kick him in the face. Like, major pundit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is, what is this about? So, it's all about priorities. Do you know what I mean? And we all yeah, know, like, don't, like I don't said. Don't get me wrong. What he done is bad. We're not of course, saying, he's a scumbag. We're not saying, yeah, go out there and kick, boot a cat. Of course, he's a horrible human being for doing that. But it's just like, fucking hell, man. Like, I wasn't expecting this kind of response to this. Especially yeah, when, because yeah. we haven't even mentioned the big one. We haven't mentioned mm. Benjamin Mendy. Mm. Bro, forget Benjamin Mendy, actually. I just remembered. Do you remember Adam Johnson? Oh, yeah. He played an entire season while he was being charged as a nonce. That's so that's He played crazy, an entire yeah. season for Sunderland while the case was ongoing. Everyone knew about it. Everyone was making pedo chants in the, in the stadium. You know, a man who in, in the end ended up getting convicted and he's, I think he's still in prison. Or he, he's still in prison, yeah. Yeah. Like, he could, like, when you look at the precedent set in the past, you're like, okay, in the past... You know, maybe you can say, oh, in the past, they didn't make these changes, but we can make these changes now. Cool. Greenwood, two weeks ago. Sky News made apparently about like three to four articles about the Greenwood situation. In one day, they made 11 articles about the Zuma situation. People might, you know what? People might say, oh, but like, why do you care? Because it's just football. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't reflect. Football is like in the core of, at least in Britain, of society, if not worldwide. Do you know what I mean? It, refl- it really does reflect the feelings of the nation's like attitude towards well, I would argue that a football club has more influence over the lives of the British public than any politician or any other yeah, of society does. But football is like a second religion in this country. Mm. To be honest with you, I'll be honest with you, I feel like more people are more devoted to their football club, especially in the UK, if you're talking about like, you know, the indigenous population. 
they're more devoted to their football club than they are to to their religion. One hundred, man. Yeah, yeah, one hundred. Guys aren't going to church every weekend, but they are watching their team every weekend. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's massive. If you allow these sorts of things to happen in football. You know, again, what sort of message are you sending out there? What sort of precedent are you setting? Exactly, you know, it's yeah. just insane to me that out of all the horrible things that have happened in football, of which there are many, this is the thing that everyone's decided to jump on the bandwagon. Of. I mean, are they trying to just distract us from other stuff going on in the media because of the whole Boris party situation? But I, mean, I don't really know, to be honest. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, like with this guy, yeah, he obviously didn't think it was an, it was an issue because... Do you know what I mean? The way they were laughing and they just uploaded it on the internet. Like, it could I mean, also I'm, I'm be... I'm guessing it was some sort of leak, but like, you know, nonetheless, no, his they brother uploaded it at the time. No, his, his brother, brother upload, he Yeah, he uploaded it. Oh he thought God, it was okay. fine. But again, this might be like a complete miseducation topic. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, certain cultures maybe don't put um, animals on a certain level. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, you, you, you don't know. But they, they don't want to go into that. Like, it's yeah, straight this, up this just is, This is a topic that I want to talk about as well, actually, because... Mm. You know, um, a couple of the sponsors that pulled out for West Ham, one of them was like a travel company. Mm. And part of their, you know, their packages include uh, shows shows with dolphins and, you know, whales where we all know that these animals have been horrifically abused and kept in small enclosures. They're, you know, oceanic animals and they've been kept in these small swimming pools. And that is, in my opinion, animal abuse too. So it's like, you know, you're you're saying that you're pulling away sponsorship because of this Kurt Zuma situation, but you yourselves are completely complicit in animal abuse. And then an argument can be made, cool, you guys care about, you know, animals and you view them as pets. But as you said, it might be just a cultural thing or whatever. It's not always the same around the world. Some people view cats and dogs as pests. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and some, I mean, not, that, food, again, not that I agree. Like, in some countries, yeah. it's even food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, why do you care about the cat being kicked, but you don't care about the cow being killed every day? But it, you know what? It's still wrong, but it's like, it's it means wrong, they need, yeah, it means they need education. Exactly, it, yeah. What it means is like, you need to approach it in a different way. Do you know what I mean? He, the guy didn't understand completely what the fuck was going on. Like, he was just kicking a cat and he thought this was normal. So, yes, you find him, etc. But you also bring him into the fold and teach because, the people like, at, this is why the... we don't do this here. At least. Yeah, but look at the sanctions that they were put in place. So he's mm. given 250 grand more than like what three times more, four times more than what the uh, Hungarian FA had to pay for racism. Mm. Okay. He's they've taken the cat away from him. So the cat's safe. They've said he can no longer get another animal going forward. He's publicly apologized and he's lost his boot deal. I'm sorry, but I feel like that's enough punishment. More than enough, yeah. I feel like that's, if anything, yeah, I feel like that's more than enough because especially, you know, as we pointed out, Suarez didn't lose his boot deal. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know, no one was pulling up on, uh, you know, Man United's training ground and being like, oh, show us Mason Greenwood, bring his head. You know, let's be honest. Look, I, I love Cristiano Ronaldo, but he has a case ongoing at the moment. And it's mm. hard for me to say, you know, oh, uh, get Ronaldo out of here But realistically Yeah get Ronaldo out of here mm. Because at the end of the day Like <laughs> You know you're looking at the world of football And all of these people that are within it You've got some horrific figures in here Some scumbags and, bro Yeah some yeah. absolute scumbags And it's like if you're not Doing anything about these Why is it that you're targeting This black French footballer for, you know, in comparison, again, I'm not saying it's not a bad thing that he did, but in comparison to some of these other crimes that we're talking about, 
you're looking at it and going, really? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, for you me, you punished more than them, but you're look, wanting even more punishment. For me, the law punished him. So, you know, the law punishment is done and the clubs and financial punishment is done. Enough. Like, but I don't, I don't believe you should completely bury this guy with no job. And do you know what I mean? This is, this is not good. You need to re-educate the guy, but he's, he's, his like punishment is finished enough. Like we don't need to focus on it anymore. We know it. So everyone knows it's bad. Do you know what I mean? You, you don't need to teach people that it's bad apart from the, these specific uh, incidents. Like that's it. It's just hypocrisy. And like, the more I talk about it, the more I get upset about it. Cause it, hit, it hits home. Do you know what I mean? Like, because then you're thinking like, right, people really think like, for example, if tomorrow, yeah, I got racially abused, for example, there are some people, quite a lot of people that think it's worse if a cat got abused. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's upsetting to me. Like <laughs> maybe yeah, it's no, my ego. As I said, it's like, it's like if your minority basically says to you that the value of, you know, in this country, we value an animal above you because I could very well kick you across a living room and you know carry on having a very lucrative career but if i was to kick a cat across the living room all of a sudden they want my head they want me in prison they want me to be you know out of a job mm. do you know what do you know what, Aaron? there's mm. a segue into this and um, recently obviously we all know that the super bowl took place and um in the super bowl eminem was basically performing during the halftime uh, show and he was specifically told and I, I think every performer was specifically told to not take the knee yeah so Eminem, obviously being Eminem, at the end of his performance, takes the knee. And uh, I mean, they have to catch it on film, but quickly they pan away. Like, look at that. Yeah, look at that. Is in a sports scenario. Like, that's offensive. If this is less like app- appalling than the cat scenario, I'm done with this world, bruv. I'm done. Do you know what I mean? I mean, again, what message does it send, really? What message does, does it send? Pan away. To first of all, say to him, don't. I mean, again, we talked about like freedom of expression and this and that last week. Again, that's just him expressing how he feels. If he wants to take the knee, let him take the knee, right? But you're you're kind of stopping that freedom of expression there and you're sending the message that like, we don't want to discuss this racism stuff anymore. Enough, you know what I mean? Mm. As, as if like it's done now, the racism has ended. Biden won. We don't care yeah. anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like that was all <laughs> for the MAGA stuff. Biden yeah, won. Yeah. The world has gone back to peace and tranquility. So all of a sudden, these things don't exist anymore. That's kind of like the stupid angle that they're taking with it, which I just don't understand. It's, it's, it's very, it, yeah. it is very like it is very upsetting to think that you know your value within a society is that you know less of that of an animal. But you know, again, at the same time, I love animals. I'm not saying this from a perspective of you know I don't care or anything like that. I want to really reiterate that we obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you and I were both equally appalled by what Zuma done, but a hundred man. Yeah, man. It's just, I feel like, you know what? I wouldn't even mind if he lost his job. Mm. I wouldn't mind if he was, you know, sent to prison. I wouldn't mind if, you know, his entire being was just like decimated. If they'd done the same things to people who've done worse. At least. At least. Do you know what I mean? At At least least be equal. At least. Come on, man. Give us a bone. Like, Do you know what I mean? At least make it equal. But when the punishment, like there is no punishment for the other guys and there is a punishment for him. You know, you can say Greenwood's being charged, cool. You can say Mendy's being charged, cool. Suarez is the big one for me. Because that, because it was like, if you're talented enough at football, at kicking a football, you can racially abuse another human being. We don't care. That's basically the message they sent. Same thing with John Terry. 
Bro, and it's not like Kurt Zuma isn't a good footballer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he is a good footballer, but like, it's just, I know, you know obviously, there's other factors to it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's other factors. I, let me right. put it this way. I genuinely believe... Actually, no, I can't believe I forgot this. This is a very valid point. That one. Go on, go on. Jamie Vardy, in his own autobiography, admitted that during celebrations, while he was at, I think, Fleetwood Town or something, at one of these smaller clubs, while celebrating with the team, I think they got promoted or they won a match or something. He gave the club mascot, uh, which was a dog, alcohol, and it killed the dog. The next day, they told him the dog's dead because he had given it alcohol, basically. Mm. Is that not an example of animal abuse? Mm. You've killed the dog, right? And he openly admits it, and people know this story, and they just laugh about it. Mm-hmm. What is the big difference between what Jamie Vardy's done, which is kill an animal, and Kurt Zuma. What is the big difference between these two men? One of them's English, one of them's not. I mean, I don't want to go to the full point that I'm trying to make here, but I think you can figure it out if you're listening to it at the moment. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what the issue is? The two, if it was a one-off, yeah. If it was a one-off, you can you can say, you know what? It's it, there's no correlation or there's no bro. It's over and over again. There's so many examples where it. You know, this Bro, is Gaza think... brought an uh, ostrich to training. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's a football to do weird shit with animals all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To grab an ostrich off a farm, dash him into the training ground. You know, one can argue that's animal abuse. Yeah, of course, man. So then now, is there a hierarchy within animal abuse? So if you're a certain skin tone, you can do it. If you're a certain skin tone, you can't. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just, it's just upsetting, to be honest. I'll, 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 be, I'll be real with you, but... Um. Yeah, maybe we'll. Should we keep it moving, Aaron? Is there another topic you want to bring up? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like this week has just been about Kurt Zuma and Jimmy Carr and his offensive, you know, joke about mm. the Holocaust and stuff. It's been kind of stuff of the same vein, to be entirely honest with you. Like last week it was Joe Rogan. This week it's that. Um. Yeah. Generally speaking, there is, you know, we've discussed this before. There is like a sort of cultural war going on at the moment. There's a crowd who thinks everyone wants to cancel everybody and there's a crowd who thinks that, you know, everyone's offensive and, you know, mm. everyone has their own opinion about what's right or wrong, what's freedom of speech, what's, you know, what can you say, what can't you say? And again, this, I think it's kind of an indicator of we aren't ready for war with Russia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, We're too busy on worrying Twitter. about stupid shit, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, the, I, I don't think the rest of the world could, surely isn't this deluded. Listen, Twitter fingers, yeah, they don't translate to the gun. That's what I'm going to say. The moment yeah, they yeah. put that hefty one on your arm, bro, it's all. You over. can't pull out the QWERTY and hope for the best, you know what I mean? What <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, Aaron, what is this about Turkey changing its name? Like, what's going on here? Turkey changing its name? Yeah, apparently Turkey's changing its name to T-U with the two dots. Yeah. R-K-I-Y-E. Bro, that's Turkey, the name yeah. of Turkey. Are you serious? But they, they, they're literally like changing the official, I guess, uh, Anglophone. Oh, that, no, that's always been their name. So I'm reading the article Turkey now. is is the way we say it in Turkish. Oh, okay. So they just want you to say it properly. I, I got yeah, you. Yeah, bro. You. There's, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think, what's this guy talking yeah, that, That's literally how you spell, you know, Turkey in Turkish, Turkey. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing they, I'm guessing they just want like official documents or something in Europe to say it in I I, I think they don't they want it spelt that way as well and said that way. So we can't yeah, spell I mean, Turkey it, the normal yeah, way. It's literally Turkey is that's listen, mate. Yeah. English, speak it. That's yeah. what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. No, that's um 
No, no, that's that, that's just how it's spelled in Turkish. I, I'm guessing that mm. means. Um... Yeah, basically, yeah, I've actually just looked up this article. Um, so basically, countries should not be forced to alter their national titles for the ease of an English-dominated diplomatic landscape. So yeah, basically, what they're saying is, um, you know, uh, yeah, I guess say the, properly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, they're saying just say my name properly. Basically, <laughs> that's about yeah. yeah. It. <laughs> but you know what? Like that's the first step in I think what's to come going forward. Because when think you think so. about it, the British Empire is no more. The world doesn't mm. necessarily have to speak English. How many native English-speaking countries are there really? So, you mm. know, eventually the political landscape might get to a point where more people speak French, more people speak Chinese or Mandarin, sorry. Or, you know, most people speak uh, Russian. I think For it's time to equalise. Yeah, I, I feel like nowadays the... it's not as you yeah. know, limited to everyone has to know English to be able to communicate. I think the loss of the influence that the Americans are having over the world, because obviously the British Empire, they laid the foundation, but yeah. the Americans took that over with English. Yeah, they're their daddy's like, sons. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. But I think they're starting to lose like the power overall. And once it starts equalizing over the world, more languages and cultures will become more dominant. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Which more, allows more Turkey to be like, play. stop. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm sure Turkish will be spoken in the Middle East soon. Because I, I think it's quite a big, like influential country. Which well, I mean, will have more influence in the, in the future in, uh, in more countries than you think, really. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Azerbaijan yeah, yeah. speaks it, yeah, and a lot of you know parts of um, yeah, Iraq, that's Central Asia, yeah, mm. Central Asia, all of that. Like they do actually speak Turkish in these countries. So, mm, mm. Uh, especially if if you know, let's see what happens. Again, we can talk about this on another pod, but you know, we they obviously found a massive deposit of oil, mm. and so you know, you don't know what sort of influence Turkey is going to have and what kind of cards they're going to play in the next 10-15 years if played correctly. You know, you could see their influence spread far and wide. Bro, if the played moment... incorrectly, you could see Turkey in tatters. Mm-mm. That's true. So let's see. Let's see how they play their cards. Let's see how they play their cards. But um, yeah, I guess if we don't have any more topics for today, we can kind of end it there. So yeah, thank I'm you everyone okay for listening. Anyway. You want to thank them, Aaron? Uh, your, your dear fans? No, I won't thank them. I won't thank okay. them. Okay. All right. That's right. That. Yeah, that's right. You listen to us and, and keep <laughs> pressing the play button. Hey, I'm providing you with entertainment. What more do you want? We teach exactly. you something here. And you see how we say we're clever, yeah? You're even smarter for listening. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, Steve, yeah, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? That was bloody brilliant.